0: today's show is brought to you by active active is a fabulous app and robust online community that allows you access to top-notch motivating personal trainers who guide you through an audio-based workout timed to your choosing with fun, perfectly synchronized music. Whether you want to squeeze in a butt-kicking 10-minute no-equipment workout before work or launch a 5K interactive training guide, Aptive has you covered. Speaking from experience, Aptive is not just another fitness app. I was blown away by the options and the fun workout experience. Essentially like Netflix for fitness, Active gives members unlimited access to their entire bank of high-end, trainer-led workout classes. So if you're looking for fresh, high-quality, on-the-go motivating workouts that adapt to your lifestyle, I highly recommend Active. Also, because they're just the darn best, Active is even offering Fed and Fit listeners a free 30-day trial. So when you sign up for a monthly subscription at www.aaptiv.com, that's aptive.com, be sure to enter the promo code FEDANDFIT, one word, at checkout, and your first 30 days are on the house. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit podcast. Today I'm joined by a very special guest. We're going to talk about a very interesting topic. His name is Walid Abdul Wahab, and he is the pointy tip of the spear when it comes to bringing camel milk available to markets. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Walid, and then I will allow him to introduce himself uh, more thoroughly. So. A little bit of his backstory that I, that I know of is he was visiting his family in his hometown of Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, looking for raw milk, and then he was approached by a friend with a plastic bag of camel milk, of all things. Then he quickly realized that camel milk was being used medicinally in the Middle East and the U.S. for complex health problems. We're going to learn all about that. When Walid moved to California, he appreciated how people valued a healthy lifestyle, he realized that this was the perfect place to start a camel milk company. After selling camel milk at mosques and ethnic food festivals, Walid's business plan won the the Marquesha Israel Award. Did I say that correct, Waleed? That's right. (laughs) Yes, nailed it. From USC. So he decided to leave his corporate real estate position and begin his camel adventure. Having made the big commitment, he went courting the world, trying to spark camel milk revolution and found the greatest and most friendly people. While looking for U.S. camel herders in the Midwest, he came across a group known for being polite, and down to earth, a group who didn't exist in the Middle East, the wonderful Amish community who exemplify hard work and cooperation. Watching them work together was and remains awesome to Waleed. Waleed felt that they deserved an easier way to bring their product to market and he loves the quality of their camel milk. Welcome to the show, Waleed!
1: Thanks a lot, Cassie, for having me.
0: Oh my goodness. I, it is my pleasure and I'm so excited to chat with you today. I told Walid I have all kinds of questions for him. Probably a lot of the questions uh, the listeners are thinking right now. But before we get into those, I would love for you to fill in the gaps. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, just how, how you got into the business of camel milk.
1: Yeah. So uh, like you said, you know, I have a Middle Eastern background, have family you know, in the Middle East, uh, specifically living in Saudi Arabia right now. You know I visit every so often, and um, you know camel milk back home is essentially, you know a uh, it's essentially the wine of the Middle East. You know people prize it, and you know they give it to their guests to honor them. Um, so it's a very very specialty gourmet item, you know back home. And uh, you know every culture has has its own superfood. Um, and you know your grandma or my grandma used to tell me even you know if you get sick or ill you know just drink camel's milk. So this was kind of our you know uh our our cure all disease for for any type of ailments um that that was natural you know that wasn't um that wasn't like from a drug or anything like that so for us it was camel's milk and you know I instantly knew that I had to bring this product um this concept to to the United States because no one no one even 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 heard of it or no one would even consider it so you know, I decided that uh, this is exactly the perfect time to actually introduce this superfood product um, to the Western world.
0: Wow, that's so fascinating. Now, I have some specific questions, of course, about the milk itself that I'll get to in a second, but um, I'm just curious off the bat, were the was the Amish community, were they already um, uh, producing camel milk for themselves?
1: Yeah, they were. Uh, I mean, the Amish community is, are very progressive in farming, so uh, they... They used to have a, a lot of camels, and they would lease them out to nativity scenes. So naturally, they they, they they would own a lot of the camel stock uh, in the United States, um, and they were milking you know they were milking them for their personal use, and you know giving them to you know selling them to their neighbors and, and whoever comes to their farm. Um, so that was a practice that was you know that started you know about like ten years ago within that community. Um, and then when I found out about it, that's where I said, hey, well, I might as well, you know, partner with them and create a co-op um, and then and build a business and start, you know, uh, mass producing it and selling it all across the United States.
0: Wow, that's so interesting. Now, just to clarify, I asked Waleed this before we got on the call, but he lives in Los Angeles, Right. Did I get to make sure I'm from Texas and um, maybe it's the time of day or maybe it's just California, but the cities run together in my mind. Um, So, okay. So he lives in Los Angeles. He doesn't actually live with the Amish community, but I assume you visit them often um, and to, to help nurture this co-op you've got together.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we we try to visit them all the time. We try to help them in, in making things a little bit more efficient. Um, you know, as you know, the Amish aren't very, you know, tech savvy, and and that, that's a choice. You know, it's not because they're they're incapable, but that's you know their choice. They don't compromise the religion for anything. So we have to figure out ways to make you know operations a lot more efficient, and you know how, how to make things you know run smoothly, you know, according to their to their uh, um, to their needs. So it's exciting, and there's a lot of challenges, but definitely at the same time, it's very rewarding.
0: Yeah, man. I really am. I'm not even joking with you Ali. That thrills me. What a fun challenge. Um, and an honor to work with such wonderful wonderful people. That's really cool. Okay, so before I get into talking more, I do want to I do want to pick your brain on how this distribution model works with the milk itself. Um, but let's let's get down to the puzzling topic cuz this is probably the first Time a lot of people listening have ever heard of camel milk, and they probably they're probably a little confused, and they probably have some very basic questions. Whereas it's very normal, like you said, it's the wine of the Middle East. Um, it's common for so many folks. Kind of, I need to I need to break it down a little bit for some people. So I have some very very basic questions for you. So. How does most folks are probably most familiar with cow's milk um, or goat's milk for people who are you know tolerate goat a little bit better? How does camel milk differ from cow's milk? Just to yeah, start absolutely. With one.
1: That's that's a really good good question, and that basically kind of you know the the answer would tell you exactly who our customer base. Um, the the proteins are so unique um, in camel's milk that they're, they're completely different from cows or goats milk. Uh, it's camel 's milk is actually the closest milk to human mother 's milk closer to donkey 's milk closer to mare 's milk um, and that 's been you know that 's been uh, endorsed and commented by one of the top leading immunologists in the country. Uh, his name is dr aristo vajdani um, he 's on board of uh, um, c r labs so he does all the allergen testing and he found that um, almost ninety percent of people that are given camel milk don 't react um, to it and that 's because it likes the um, um, the beta, um, the beta casein that's Mm -hmm. found in cows and and goats milk. Um, so if you're allergic or have some sort of lactose intolerance, um, 90% of the time you do, you do so much better than, than any other milk out there on the market.
0: Wow, that is so interesting. I mean, that's why a lot of people also gravitate towards buffalo uh, cheeses. The buffalo milk, I think, is a little difficult to get your hands on, but buffalo cheeses because the casein protein is is much uh, less than that in cows or even goat's milk. Well, that's really interesting. Now, a question about the taste: Have you? How does camel's milk taste when compared to uh, goat or uh, cow's milk?
1: You know, it's 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 very similar and. Um at the same time, it's it's different. Uh, I know that might sound confusing, but you know, every every farmer, every farmer has you know has a different way of raising their camels, and the feed is different, and the environment is is different. Um, so that's why you know I I kind of relate it to uh, to the taste of cheese. I mean, you'll never get cheese that tastes exactly the same thing from farmer to farmer. Similarly with this milk, but you know, people have described it anywhere between you know being being really sweet and light to being slightly saltier. Um, in cow's milk, but you know, we've done blind tests all the time and almost, you know, you can never, you can almost never tell the difference, you know, unless some, unless you actually tell the person to really distinguish between the tastes. So, you know, that's pretty much the, you know, the response that we're getting is anywhere between sweet and salty, which is, you know, <laughs> completely different things, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's very creamy. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, um, it's not as heavier as cow's milk, but it's it's definitely really rich.
0: Wow, that's so interesting. Okay, so um, it could be a little sweet, could be a little salty, definitely creamy and rich. That sounds that sounds wonderful. All the above. Um, And so, when you when you prepare the milk, are you? I would assume that I would assume that the Amish um, are raising the Amish community is raising their camels on grass, the natural environment. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they they roam on pasture on and they eat wild forage and they supplement them with. Um, with some feed, which is obviously all non-GMO, all organic, uh, no soy, no corn. Uh, that's a requirement we have on the farmers.
0: Got it. That makes a lot of sense. So we've got grass-fed camels. <laughs> yep. Um, that's wonderful. And then, is the do you distribute the milk raw or do you pasteurize it? How does that work?
1: Uh, so, so obviously our You know, the biggest business model we have is raw milk. I mean, everyone wants raw milk. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also do offer pasteurized milk because we understand that a lot of people might not be ready, you know, to, um, you know, to take it to the next step. Um, So we kind of allow customers to, you know, uh, up to them to make the decision whether or not they want raw or pasteurized. But I would say 90% of all our orders come from, you know, raw from people who actually want raw milk. Um, and I think we're we're proud be the only milk company out there that gives a consumer the choice and allows them to educate themselves and um, really um, really make a choice for for them and their family. But we're a huge proponent of raw milk. Um, at the same time, we don't have a preference over which is better because you know we think camel's milk is you know is good in both forms. Um, obviously, some people might you know disagree and say, well, the enzymes are much um, you know active in raw or pasteurized, but right now we have a lot of people getting amazing uh, results from drinking either, either or, um, so at the end of the day you know, we want consumers to do their research to, um, to really make their own decision based off of that and we have two amazing products that, that are available.
0: That's fascinating, I really love that you offer both, that's great. That's really interesting because it may be a little. It may, if someone's just branching out and trying camel milk for the first time, it might be difficult to, to also at the same time make the leap for the first time in drinking raw milk. So I think that's really really smart of you guys. Um, so I know that there are you you akined uh, camel milk to kind of, camel's milk to being sort of a cure all from um, back home in the Middle East. It kind of sounds like it's our chicken soup you know, bone broth (laughs) is, is the correlation I drew. So are there specific health benefits to camel's milk, um, that are unique to, to that food product alone?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a, there's hundreds of research out there, um, that states that it's the closest milk to human mother's milk. So essentially that alone, uh, people are using to help rebuild their microbiome and, Restore um, a healthy uh, gut flora, and you know, as we all know, with with all the research out there coming out on microbiome, I mean, that's that's pretty much linked to a lot of the chronic diseases that a lot of Americans are facing these days. And so, if you if you focus on building a healthy gut and, and feeding it with uh, with prebiotics and probiotics, a lot of these symptoms that people are are getting can essentially be um you know be relieved. So for us, you know, that's that's like a huge um you know opportunity for us to to really you know uh promote this uh product uh besides from that i mean it's it's you know the the protein structure of of, of the milk is so unique it has a colostrum like effect uh so what colostrum is uh, you know i don't know if your listeners would would know but just to um describe the colostrum is essentially the first milk you know for for any mammal when they're born and that's between the first you know 24 to 72 hours um, and that's not really considered milk. Um, that's it's it's a very yellowy, sticky milk that's supposed to help boost uh, uh, you know the baby's immune system. Um, and so that naturally has high levels of lactoferrin, immunoglobulins, um antioxidants, and immunostimulant factors. So with camel's milk, you know you're you're getting you're getting you're getting the same benefits of colostrum year round. so that's mature milk. You don't need to actually look for a source of colostrum in powder form. you can Drink milk can get the same effect as, as drinking colostrum um, because it's, it's so high in lactoferrin. Um, it has a lot of biology active uh, immunoglobulins and, and uh, IGF factors. So a lot of people are using it to boost their immune system. Um, anyone who has a compromised immune system or, um, or just basically like, you know, modulate their, their, their microbiome. So that's where we've seen a lot of people seeing a lot of benefit from.
0: Wow, that's really fascinating. I had no idea. That's very very interesting. So I would assume cuz colostrum from what I understand has a pretty high um high quality and volume percentage of fat content. Um so I I understand that uh do you and I would assume that the camel's milk that you're selling is whole milk, right? You're not reducing fat in any forms.
1: Yeah, it's whole milk and um our fat content is around 8%. So okay. that's very similar to um, to cow's milk, you know, during, you know, during, uh, during the early stages of lactation, it goes around, you know, 20, 20, 21%, uh, cause that's closer to the colostrum aspect of it. And then, um, as you know, the, the, longer, obviously the camel's lactating, the less fat, you know, naturally, um, it starts producing. So right. and that's, that's common amongst all, you know, all mammalian milk out there
0: right that makes a lot of sense okay now I know you know a thing or two about how fat burns fat and I'd like to talk about it a little bit today most of the listeners here um, are definitely up to the speed for the most part on the paleo approach and they know that um, healthy fat is really good for you and uh, for a lot of wonderful reasons but I'd love to I'd love to hear your take on
1: it yeah I'm, I'm a huge proponent of you know fat actually burns fat I mean sugar is sugar is the main enemy um, I mean I don't I don't really look at you know nutritional labels anymore. I don't even um, you know care what you know what the the fat content or the calorie is. There's always a, a really high proportion. Like if there's a high level of protein, most likely you're gonna get a proportionally same level of fat content. So you know if you just mostly look at you know fat and protein and and try to avoid the sugar aspect of it, you're pretty much on the right track. Um, you know to obviously losing weight and and that type of stuff. So for for us, even our customer base, um, I mean, all they're looking for is, is fat. Um, and obviously, fat is basically, you know, a source of energy. Um, and an interesting fact as well, um, what people don't really realize is that the camel is itself, I mean, if you look at the camel, the hump of the camel, it's not actually filled with water, it's filled with fat. And, that's, and that fat is what actually makes it Survive through the harshest desert climate for a month without food or water. So that's stored as energy. So fat is is a real source of energy. And, and if you look at you know Mother Nature and how it's created, you know these these animals thriving in one of the most difficult situation. You know that's a lesson we should take from it as well. Um, so you know we love fat. You know fat is definitely you know the the way to go. And you know consuming it is is in, is in no way gonna make you obese or, or unhealthy.
0: Awesome, love it. I had no idea that the camel's hump was was fat. It makes perfect sense. I just I think I held on to the the nursery rhyme notion that it was water.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it's pure fat because during some times when it doesn't have any food, the hump kind of like slantles yeah. down a little bit, um, and sometimes you won't even see a hump. Um, in some occasions, um, but most of the time, you know, if you see a a really large, big lump. means has a really great source of energy, and it's and it's ready to, you know, to to cross continents essentially.
0: Wow, very fascinating. So neat. What what cool animals? Um, okay, so now I'd love to chat with you about the business side of all of this. Um, <clears throat> I know that it. Have you? What kind of hurdles did you have to overcome to distribute raw milk in the United States? I'd love to pick your brain on that if there were any. Uh, what that process has been like, and then what it's like to to build this co-op with the Amish community.
1: Yeah, so um, you know, obviously, raw milk is such a you know political topic these days. Um, a lot of states have have banned it or made it completely illegal. Um, and in our case, you know, that was that was a struggle. Uh, but at the same time, when we're lo- really looking into the regulation of, of shipping milk, um, you know, interstate, camels were not really included. So what was actually being regulated as illegal to sell raw milk across state lines was actually hoofed animals. So that would include, you know, bovine, you know, which is cows, goats, sheeps, buffaloes, and all that type of stuff. So camels, on the other hand, are non-hoofed animals. They have a foot like humans. Hmm. So that wasn't really part of the regulation uh, that made it illegal to ship raw milk, so this is how we 're actually so it 's pretty much a loophole um, and this is why we 're actually able to sell raw milk you know to anyone in, in the United States and canada um, and and, and that 's a that 's a great loophole for us because you know if if they start basically including you know non hoofed animals um, which which would include human beings you know a mom would a mom wouldn 't even be able to you know, take her own breast milk across state lines, essentially, or even give it to someone who who is in need for it. So hopefully, you know, they don't step, you know, beyond, you know, the, the rights of the consumer and actually add, you know, this clause where it's actually included in there. So mm-hmm. at at the moment, you know, we're just waiting, but so far we haven't seen any um, any comebacks or attacks on, uh, you know, on on the regulator side.
0: Wow, that's interesting. I had no idea. Um, very fascinating. So you were able to distribute to all of the states,
1: all the states, and retail stores, direct to consumer, and and Canada as well.
0: That's great. Where uh, do you have a certain state or certain areas, cities that are more po- have a higher population of consumers than others?
1: Um, yeah, we. I mean, obviously, LA is LA is a big market. San Francisco, um, Dallas is huge for us as well. Hmm. Um, you know, New York, New Jersey. So kind of like, you know, the larger, bigger cities where where health, where there's a lot of health-conscious individuals. um, That tends to be really, um, really popular. Um, And then at the same time as well, we have about, I mean, most of our customer base right now um, have some sort of autoimmune disorder. Mm -hmm. They're consuming milk. So, you know, if if you want to categorize it, I mean, one of the largest communities out there that's purchasing our product right now is is uh, is moms with children of autism, um, people with allergies and asthma and that type of stuff, um, and so they're they're the ones that are seeing the most benefit um, out of you know out of anyone, just because it's it's the only milk they can actually digest, it's the only milk they can tolerate, um, it's not causing any allergic reactions to them, and they're getting you know all the nutritional benefits of 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 of, of, of colostrum.
0: Wow, that's really wonderful. Really interesting. Okay, so um I would like to talk about how you've re-engineered the distribution model then to and I'm also curious about how much milk you're putting out on a regular basis. How many what what's how many herds of camel are out there that are a part of this co op?
1: Yeah, so we right now we have about uh three farmers that are working with us right now. Our our largest farm has about 120 camels um in there. So um, we're we're pretty much still a small you know co-op. It's 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 pretty difficult to um, to get you know f- farmers to farm camels and milk them because it is a very difficult process and it's it's very new. So we're, we're, right now we're trying to focus on on one farm and try to grow with him as much as we can. And we we actually we actually when we first started like four years ago we we started with him with only six or seven camels. So we definitely grew tremendously. Um, with that farmer that's that's in the Midwest, and um, you know right now we're definitely open to um, bringing more farmers to to our distribution. Um, we have, we have a few of them that's currently interested right now, so uh, it's just a matter of putting all the puzzles together and, and helping them get set up for for grade A. Uh, but the distribution is fairly very simple. I mean, essentially all our milk is is produced and shipped directly from the farm. Um, we don't we don't send the milk to you know a bo- bottling processing facility or or anything like that. Everything is is done and 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 the product is is essentially completed on the farm. Hmm. So there's uh, there isn't any you know person dealing handling your product and you know in the middle. So you're getting it fresh from the farm or you are you getting it frozen. Um, you have the option for both. And then, um, you know, the same time we're coming up with, like, multiple products right now. We have, we have chocolate bars, you know, in, in the pipeline, which hopefully should be ready by, by Valentine's. And then we have ice cream um, as well. And uh, we're trying to create also the first line of infant formula products made from camel's milk because of the fact that it's, it's, it doesn't cause any allergic reactions. So I think that's going to be a larger market for us um, in that aspect.
0: I'd say so wow that's great really interesting are there pros or cons to whether uh, delivering fresh or frozen if someone's placing an order um, it,
1: it, you know there isn't it's 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 honestly a preference um, at the end of the day we recommend we recommend frozen because the you know you don't want to drink like a whole bottle or a pint um, a lot of people are only drinking two to four ounces a day so it's like more of like a gut shot rather than you know, an alternative or replacement to, you know, your table your table mm. milk uh, that you're putting with your cereal. So it's not intended to actually, you know, pour it within your coffee or that type of stuff. You could, but you know, most people are actually drinking it as, as more of a medicinal supplement. Uh, gut shot. you know, that's something that can boost their immune system. Um, so two to four ounces is pretty much what's uh, what's recommended. And so if you if you if you buy fresh and and you're you know, and you're anticipating it and drink it all within the week then then, sure, but a lot of people are buying frozen, so they can just you know stop for like a few months in the in um in the freezer, and they can just take it out, thaw it, and then use it as they wish so that's that's more of a economical approach for a lot of people
0: that makes a lot of sense. I didn't even think about asking about how much volume is recommended of camel's milk because I was assuming it was a one for one. Um, cow's milk, but it makes a lot of sense if you have such a high concentration of healthy fats and vitamins.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have we we have athletes like CrossFit, uh, a lot of CrossFitters. They would they would drink a whole bottle because you know they're used to the colostrum. They're used to drinking colostrum and all that nutrient, um, you know, density in, in in that milk. So they're used to it. There's nothing wrong with drinking the whole bottle, but you will experience either some sort of diarrhea or die-off effect just because. Your body isn't really used to it, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes when that happens, that's kind of a good sign that you know you're you know the the milk is kicking in and and releasing a lot of the toxins, um, in your body and just detoxing. So um, that's sometimes that that's seen as a really good sign that it's working. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but for for majority of the people, if you're fairly new, um, you know, to camel milk or, or or to the paleo diet, or or just getting starting to get into the health community, we definitely recommend like two to four ounces a day is is, is, is all you need.
0: Got it. And so, can folks can just buy? What's the volume in which you sell it?
1: Uh, so the minimum we have is a, is a pack of six. Okay. Um, and the smallest quantity would be eight ounces. So a pack of six, eight ounce would be the smallest quantity. Got it. Um, they can get. So that would that would last them for. For four days five days
0: got it awesome so interesting um and then i just have one more question for you just because i'm so curious i too kind of have a soft spot uh, for the amish community i just think they're wonderful people um what's been in working with them do you have a favorite thing you've learned from the amish
1: uh they're very very funny people um they love to crack jokes all the time you know they're never um they're they're kind of very laid back they don't like you know, they hate being serious. I've never seen any, any Amish person that's, you know, that's really serious about their work. Um, you know, it, it's just a great experience working with them. I mean, we have so much similarities with them. They have a really good, you know, hospitality, uh, and that's something, you know, that I can, you know, we can relate to back home as well. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're just really great people and, and they're probably one of the best businessmen I've, I've worked with in a while.
0: That's fabulous. Really wonderful. Well, I am fascinated by your product. I am going to place an order. I have got to try this out. And I am fascinated by your story and how you're bringing it to market. Congratulations on such a really incredible launch. Um, the name of Waleed's company is Desert Farms Camel Milk. And Waleed, do you want to tell folks where they can find you and find your product?
1: Yeah, you can go on uh, desertfarms.com. And you can, you know, place your order. And we definitely want to give, you know, your listeners, um, you know, a gift. If you, if you go on our website and you click on uh, the trial pack, um, and you use a coupon code free, you you can get that, um, you know, delivered to your door completely free. You just pay for the shipping, um, and you can give it a try. You can taste it, all that type of stuff. And, you know, I can I can make sure I can email Cassie as well, um, you know, just to make sure everyone has the right information.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And if you're if you're driving while you're listening to this episode and you didn't get a chance to write that down, don't worry. As always, I will put links in the show notes to everything and I'll go ahead and make sure I put in that coupon code. Thank you so much for that, Waleed. Folks are really going to like that. Um, and thanks so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure talking with you today.
1: Yeah, it's so much fun. Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thanks for educating all of us fed and fit folks about camel's milk. Um, I feel very, I'm very informed <laughs> and very yeah. curious. You've piqued my curiosity. So thank you so much for coming on the show. And for all of you listeners, like I said, you'll be able to find the full transcript and links to everything discussed on the show notes at fedandfit.com. Thanks so much for calling in. We'll be back again next week.